morning everybody, it is Thursday 17th of December and things seem to be quietening down. A good day today though, we have been up as high as 47 today and that came on the back of Wall Street down 45 points, cooling off a little bit after that Apple 5% rise the day before and our futures are up 27, so 38 up now, that's pretty good. And the resources doing okay today, following through from a good day yesterday. The oil price was up, the iron ore price was up, even the gold price was up, and BHP was up a touch in the US and Rio down a touch. But both looking stable today and banks trolling along as well. We seem to have had a quiet session in the US and are quietly rolling into Christmas. Not too much to talk about today really, but happy for that. We don't need to squeeze blood out of a stone. The bull market continues. I've got a chart of the S&P 500 in the strategy piece today showing the long-term trading range. It has blown out of the top of the trading range. I was reading a Roger Montgomery last comments before the end of the year today and he was talking about Warren Buffett and his market capitalization of the stock market to GDP ratio which of course is very high and the CAPE ratio or the Case-Shiller PE ratio which is very high high since the tech boom. The value guys are getting concerned about price and certainly I think the technical guys will probably get a little bit concerned about where the price is in the trading range. But I wouldn't get too fussed about it. It's all about the market index, isn't it? And in the US, that's been 20% thanks to big tech and the amount of money the big tech stocks have made over the last year in the pandemic might just justify some of their share prices, quite honestly. So maybe we do have a bit of a new paradigm in 20% of the US stock market, which justifies a high price. Anyway, as usual. What you do if you're worrying about price is not predict the top, you just wait for it and it's clearly not here yet. I've also put a chart of the resources sector over the last 20 years in the strategy piece today. You'll remember I talked yesterday and wrote yesterday about the resources sector being a long duration trade. This 20 year chart tells you very clearly that there are long periods where resources are in favor or out of favor. The resources boom between 2002, 2003 and 2008 was obviously a fabulous period. Then there's the GFC, then it got going again for another two years from 2009 to 2011. And since then, up until 2000. 16, the sector was in a savage decline, more than halved. And then since 2016 to today, it's more than doubled. So this really is a trading sector, long duration trading sector. You've got to look for the big pivot points. And at the moment, with a recovery ahead of us, it doesn't look like we're at a pivot point yet. And as I say, we'll wait for it rather than predict it. But resources doing okay and doing okay today. All sorts of vaccine news. The rollout's going very well for the vaccine or smoothly, I think was the description. That's Pfizer's vaccine. Moderna's vaccine has been described as highly affected approval expected by the end of the week. The FDA have approved a COVID home testing kit. So everything trolling along nicely there. Aussie dollar very strong, 75.79 it hit last night. Doesn't help our big international stocks. Lots of central bank activity. You'll see the FOMC meeting last night. Didn't really say too much. But they are clearly in no mood to back off stimulus settings. They also upgraded GDP forecasts for next year. And the dot plot has no interest. This is where all the Fed governors 
mark their expectations for interest rates over the next few years and they put a dot on a chart of where they think rates will be. The dot plot had no interest rate rises expected from any members until 2023. And we recently had the RBA effectively saying that we won't have a rate rise for the next three years. And central banks globally, or certainly in the Western world, all want inflation and unemployment to pick up or employment to pick up before they start considering raising rates. More chatter overnight about a Coronas relief bill actually getting across the line, although it's going to be smaller than expected, still handing out checks to people and an extra $300 a week in benefits to the end of March. And that's helped the market. Australian jobs numbers today and also the mid-year economic financial outlook, which is expected to to upgrade GDP forecasts. A couple of quick stock things. Westpac's dividend payment lands in shareholders' bank accounts tomorrow. I wrote yesterday about Whitehaven Coal and a buy recommendation from Morgans with this ban on Australian coal, where I still can't seem to get a clear answer of whether it's official or not. Some denials depending on which media outlet you read. But there clearly seems to have been a sentiment turn on Whitehaven Coal. Have a look at the chart. And this morning, there are two more buy recommendations from Morgan Stanley and Citigroup with target prices 20% and 26% above the current share price. Not exactly the greenest stock in the world, but there you go. Seems to be bottoming and brokers getting behind it. Z1P or ZIP has had a capital raising this morning. UBS have got a bit of research out saying what they're buying seems okay and they are confident in the management's strategy. Their target price is only a couple of percent above the current share price. But the share price has been falling. It may well be, I think Shaw and Partners did the capital raising, it may well be a few people knew that there was a capital raising coming, which is maybe why it's performed pretty poorly this month against APT, which has been hitting all-time highs. Anyway, Henry wrote about it again today. And the share price has had a couple of good days on the trot. So I don't think we'll be selling it. We hold it in our growth portfolio. It hasn't gone well so far. It may well be that ahead of the capital raising, the share price was not performing and often a capital raising does mark the bottom of a share price or present a good opportunity to buy a stock anyway still in z1p not selling it i also know to buy signal on car sales you might look at that our conclusion is one small rsi buy signal in a pandemic beneficiary stock that has had the froth blown off doesn't start a new uptrend and it's looking a little bit expensive few technical observations today buys and sells as i say buy signal on car sales james hardy as well and a few new sell signals if you hold them ampol api platinum monodelphus msb or miso blast the roller coaster continues have to have a strong ticker to invest in miso blast and also money three money three provides personal loans to car buyers it's been a covid beneficiary it's just come off the top so a little bit of a sell signal but it's quite a cheap stock 14.7 times return on equity 13 percent about average Decent yield though, 5.7%. Earnings bouncing 40% this year and 30% next year. Might be worth a look for the day it bottoms, but it is topping out today. Right, I have included in the strategy piece today as we are rolling quietly into Christmas, one of my favorite quotes. This comes from Abd Erraham III of Spain in 960 AD. And his quote is, I have reigned for 50 years in victory and in peace. Peace, beloved by my subjects, dreaded by my enemies, and respected by my allies, 
Riches and honours, power and pleasure have waited on my call, nor does any earthly blessing appear to have been wanting to my felicity. In this situation, I have diligently numbered the days of pure and genuine happiness which have fallen to my lot. They amount to 14. Uh, there you go. And that prompts an article which uh, I've called, OK, let's pretend we've succeeded in the stock market. We are rich and we have gone beyond money and its status. What could now elude us in the pursuit of happiness? And I have given you a few little patronizing life lessons of what is more important than money. And you can have a read of that in the strategy piece today. Right, some terrible news today. Henry was coming down to our Christmas party, which is tomorrow. We are going on a winery tour in the Mornington Peninsula. And would you believe where Henry lives in Avalon, Palm Beach in New South Wales, which is the centre of the new outbreak. So he has cancelled on us, I'm afraid. It's a small community up there, apparently. And the last thing he wants to do, or Marcus today wants to do, is end up on the front page of the Herald Sun as inviting Henry down from Avalon, even though we knew there was an outbreak up there, and being responsible for the super spreading event in Victoria that we all got get locked down for. I don't think our business would survive. I think we'd have to change our address. So... Henry has cancelled. We will have to catch up with him next year. Great shame. Meanwhile, we will still be going to the wineries. Henry will now probably be able to write the newsletter in our absence. But otherwise, from lunchtime tomorrow, we are on what I call Marcus Light, which is tables and information only. And that will be the same on Saturday as well, I'm afraid. The weekend email will have to bite the dust for a day as we go and play golf. And on Monday, we're back to normal. Back to normal on Monday to Wednesday. Then from Christmas Eve, Thursday to January the 11th, we will be on Marcus Light again. Henry, not Henry, Chris and Ben will be working and they will provide two emails a day with information and tables, basically telling you what the stock market's doing. If there's something exciting, they'll dive in with a bit more content. Otherwise, we'll be back on January the 11th. Finally, as I leave you, our market up 36, everything behaving itself. Tech stocks doing really rather well today. Let's hope this quiet bull market continues. We will reassess it every day for the day that it doesn't. You have a fabulous day today, and I will speak to you tomorrow morning before downing tools at lunchtime. (laughs) 